Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. All right, and welcome to the Utah Puck Report. <laughs> I'm your host, Jay Stevens. I'm always so professional with this. I know. What are we laughing at? Uh, I, I was just uh, excited to be here, Looking I at guess. the guy with the face for radio uh, that's, right that's, across from you. That's us. All right, I guess I was laughing. All right. Uh, Gary. Yo. Good to have you here. Yeah, great to be here. So I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, in, our, in, our, in these podcasts, we've talked about the path, mm-hmm. and we've had so many guests on the show that talk about the different journey they took to get to the NHL or to college or to, you know, whatever it is. Everybody's had their own journey. And we, and with Trevor and and with Daniel, we talk about, okay, you made it. And we, we, we talked with Trevor and we realized he made it to the NHL for a lot of people who are like, okay, that's happily ever after. Right. But there's a struggle at that point. And as Trevor pointed out, he almost, his whole career almost didn't happen. Even though he'd made the NHL, he's a first-round draft pick. Mm-hmm. He had a coach that didn't believe in him, and it, that was almost it. He they healthy scratched him for nine games. They were trying right. to trade him. He hadn't had the opportunity to do enough to make other teams want him yet. Right. So they were going to waive him and send him back to the minors and probably be done with him. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things that you kind of don't think about is what – you know, it's the after story. Right. And that's what, like, just average Joes, they don't know. You know, it's just all we see is the athlete making it, yeah. right? We don't see the behind-the-scenes stuff or hear a lot about that stuff. And it's it's a hard road. Right. And it's 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 a daily struggle because the teams are going to draft other players. They're going to be looking at free agents. They're going to be looking. Like, I, there was a goalie that I, I can't remember who he was. He was in the Dallas Stars system. And he was an up-and-coming goalie. Mm-hmm. And he's like... Uh, He's the guy. And then the Dallas Stars trade for Belfour. <laughs> and all of a sudden, there's a cap, right? That yeah. you're not going to beat out Belfour. And that was Most the likely. end of that guy's career. <sighs> he didn't find another place to go. And so we, we talk about that stuff. And you see, you see it a little bit in the NFL, uh, but you don't see it as much as hockey. And then a, a cool behind-the-scenes thing we had with Jordan Parisi on the show mm-hmm. is that he talked about um, being in the NHL. And it was just a fluke thing where – uh, the video guy kept him a little longer than he was supposed to be kept. And then he goes into the locker room to get dressed and he can't find the heel beds for his skates. And he's looking all over for, you know, cause you know, they, you take yeah. out your, your, your bed, your foot beds and your right. skates. So they dry out and he couldn't find them. He didn't know where the trainer had put them. You don't pack your own gear, right? Trainers pack them. He can't find them. He looks everywhere. 
And then finally he's like, screw it. And he just gets dressed and he puts his arms in his chest pad and there's his <laughs> footbeds are inside his chest pad. Well, who would think to look in there? But now he's late getting on the ice. He comes walking out. The head coach of the New York Rangers is like, why are you late getting on the ice? And as Jordan gets ready to answer him, he goes, you're right. There's no excuse. You can't. There's no answer for this. Oh. Practices, tears his feet up because he doesn't have footbeds in. So he's standing on the rivets, gets, gets off the ice and finds out he's been reassigned to the minors. And that was it. Wow. Done. Yeah, you just you just never know. I mean, because when you're up at at that level, I mean, you're you're wanting to stay there, obviously. Yeah. So then there's like you said, there's always something coming at you. So and we talk about it. There, you're a, if you're a bubble player, like okay, if you if you're Sidney Crosby or you know you're somebody with a name and you get hurt, you're pretty safe. Your spot's secure. Yeah. But if you're a bubble guy trying to make the lineup and you get hurt, then they're going to pull somebody else, and that's their opportunity. <clears throat> Maybe that's their ever after. Right, yeah. It's, and then you're irrelevant. <laughs> right. But, so, I don't, I, want to, I don't want to say that, you know, it's, it's just a constant struggle is the, the, the point we're trying to get to. And part of that is, so you've got injuries, and you've got, you know, whatever else. But, and we're going to talk to Daniel Brickley, who's... Um, you know, he's been, he's been fighting for a spot with the LA Kings and it's, it's well documented Mm -hmm. and he's a kid that wasn't drafted and he's fought his way in and became one of the most sought after free agents coming out of college, had an amazing college year and then just re-signed a two-year deal with the LA Kings and you know, they're giving him time to grow into the NHL. They realize he's a big player, right? And there's a, there's a speed gap there and they're giving him time and opportunity to, uh, prepare for that and to adapt to the speed of the NHL and the AHL. And so this season starts out and he hits a, a crazy, crazy speed bump. Right. So today on the show, we're going to talk to Daniel Brickley. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, so joining us now is uh, via the telephone is Daniel Brickley. Daniel, how are you? I'm good, how are you? We are spectacular. Yeah, welcome. We don't look very good, but we are good. So, <laughs> That's a given. Uh, anyway, uh, thanks for taking the time. We know you are back in town, back home. Correct. With an undisclosed, undisclosed injury. Yeah. Yeah. So body injury. You you found this out. You spent a little bit. You spent some time in the hospital. Yeah, a little bit, but I'm on the up and coming. Okay. Getting better. How so, how long do they think you're going to be out? Um, it wasn't exact, but they said it was between like three to five weeks, and I'm already on, I'm just starting my third week. Okay. So. And things are, you're starting to feel good? Yeah, things are, things are looking good. I, uh, getting stronger every day. I mean, slow process, but it's coming. Okay. So. With something like this, and it's it's hard to I, I don't know how much you can disclose, but um, is this going to affect your conditioning too? Or are you gonna 
Are you going to be cleared to play? Let's let's say it's next week, and they're like, okay, it's the fifth, you can play. And are you going to be right back into game shape, or are you going to, is it going to take you a week to get back into it? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm sure I could just jump back into it, okay. just knowing myself. But uh, that's usually not how it works. <laughs> I mean, uh, <laughs> the coaches will probably coaches and strength and conditioning coaches and whatnot, they'll probably want to try to get me a week of practice or so so I don't just jump right into the fire and, you know, that just the risk of injury is higher in that case, you know, right. again. So they probably want me to get a little bit more in shape, build up some more muscle, get a week of, a week of practice under my belt, get going at game speed, stuff like that, and then throw me, throw me into the games. So that's what I'm assuming is going to happen. So... Okay. Yeah. But yeah. How are, how are things going up until that point? I mean, so it, it's new into the season. We planned on getting in touch with you and and checking on you and seeing how things were going in Ontario. And, uh, you know, we, we just hadn't had the chance yet. So how were things going at the start of the season? Uh, really good, actually. Uh, we have a strong team, uh, like – a lot of people know, or if they don't know, the Kings are rebuilding at this point in their uh, time, I guess you can say. Yep. Uh, it's a lot of draft picks, a lot of free agent uh, signees, and uh, the Kings draft list is uh, very highly known. Uh, I've seen them do uh, skits and little like documentaries on our... Uh, draft picks on NHL on the fly and stuff like that saying that they have, uh, the Kings have one of the best uh, draft lists coming up and, and we have guys like Rasmus Kupari and uh, Mike Anderson and Jared Anderson Dolan uh, all these guys are like very promising and they're all with Ontario right now and uh, oh we're looking looking really strong everyone it's a doggy dog uh fight to get in the lineup because obviously everyone can play and is skilled and and whatnot but it's uh at the end of the day like who's that much better and who can help the team that much more and but like at the same time everyone can do that and so it's uh it's competitive that's what in my opinion that's uh i think that's what helps make make teams win is if you can be competitive with you uh with your uh teammates in practice and stuff like that and can translate to a game yeah and if, you, if you're i mean if you've got a fight to be in the lineup that's that makes you a better player right if it's exactly that's that's exactly. one of those it's things like, you know, it's not like anyone's not good enough to play it's just that our team's so skilled i think right now and all these guys are up and coming and i don't know it's, it's a lot of fun i was having a blast and uh up until this uh road little speed bump uh, but yeah, no, our, our team's doing really good. Uh, I think we're a little stronger than we were last year. Um, uh, I don't know. I, I've been gone for a week or two. I think we're three and one. Nice. I think that's where we are right now. Uh, maybe four and one. I don't know. Yeah, it's tough when you get, uh, kind of get out of the loop to keep track of what's going yeah, on. Yeah, and I, I, the Kings are doing okay. Uh, like I said, we were rebuilding. I think the Kings are three and five. Yeah, man. Yeah. As, as a Kings fan, it's been uh, it's been tough to watch. We've been we've been really 
spoiled as Kings fan. You know, it's it's been fun to watch, and I, I hate it. I hated hearing some of the commentary on Quick and how how fast people give up on him for everything that he's done for the organization and for the position itself. That guy revolutionized a lot of what, like how goalies play now. Like he basically introduced the I don't know if you under, you've, you know the RVH and all that stuff, the reverse VH that he does. But his his style of play was yeah his his style of play was so unique that it's he really has. Uh, changed the way a lot, a lot of the other goalies play, and I think that's helped Jack Campbell elevate his game as well. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, both those guys are awesome. And I, I would say I don't know much about goalies and how, like, form and technique, but I, I want to say Quickie's uh, maybe unorthodox a little bit. Yeah. He's not yeah. real technical, but, like, at the end of the day, he stops the puck. Super athletic. and, and Yeah, he's... Yeah. He does well. He's not a he's not a robot. You've got you've got the Carey Prices of the world and the Mark Andre Fleury's that play under that real robotic um, that style of play, and it, it works for them to an extent till it doesn't. But then they both have their athleticism too. But then you have Quick, who's just been a phenomenal, like you say, unorthodox athlete that just throws out some amazing. He is so much fun to watch because of that because he's not so robotic. I mean, they're 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 fun to watch in their own ways, right? So, and that Vasilevsky, you know, for Tampa Bay, he's kind of the same thing. Where he, he's like, he'd be a modern hybrid, where he's fifty percent robot and fifty percent just <laughs> athletic craziness. Yeah, just yeah. The guy that no, played for Buffalo way back when. Oh, Hasek. Yeah, Hasek. That guy was forget yeah. it. Yeah, I, same thing. Well, I'd say he had like twenty percent form and then eighty <laughs> percent. He probably made saves because the, the forwards just had no idea what to expect. <laughs> just throwing his pads all over the place. Hey, so as long as we got you on the phone, I want to know, um, you know, we, we interviewed your brother, and, and we know he's playing juniors this year. Where's he at this year? He, uh, so for those who don't know my brother, Sam, and he was, uh, he was down in Texas playing for El Paso uh, last year. and uh, Where they won the championship <laughs> last year. Yep, correct, which was, uh, I believe, in Utah, right? Yeah, in Ogden yeah. in Ogden against Ogden. Oh, yeah, there you go. Um, but, yeah, he uh, he went to a new league. It's a Tier 1, Canada called it Tier 1, uh, the CCHL, Central Canadian Hockey League, uh, a league I used to play in. Nice. Uh, right. I play for Hawksbury Hawks, and Sam is now playing for the Kanata Lasers. So he's been up there for I think he had a report sometime in August, uh, beginning of August, something like that. So he's been gone doing his thing, uh, from what I hear, from when I talk to him. He loves it, loves the lifestyle up there. I mean, it's a little different than from Utah, being you know how religious it is here, and you know drinking and all that stuff. So yeah. he's enjoying it. Good, good. I'm glad to hear he's, uh, hopefully he's found a place to, it's kind of like where you went and kind of learned your way and spread your wings a little bit, right? Exactly. And That's where I uh, blossomed a little bit as a player and learned to mature and uh, to grow my game. So hopefully you can uh, do the same. Yeah, no kidding. Hey, can you speak to, because uh, we were kind of talking about uh, in the beginning here, uh, you know, like ups and downs and stuff like that of, of you know, getting drafted and just trying to, just the whole your whole process of being, uh, you know, a pro. And um, 
you know, how, how does, like, when you get an injury like this and you're sitting there, you're on a roll, you're battling, and then all of a sudden there's an injury, how does that play with your emotions? How do you keep your emotions in check on how you get back to where you need to be, you know? You know, that's, uh, that's tough. You could say the cliche thing that, you know, mm-hmm. you're a pro, you should be able to do that, but that's pretty a vague answer. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, it's definitely tough because, uh, this one, I, I wasn't in control, uh, and, like, last year, I got injured, and it, it was tough, like, you, you, uh, like you said, you get on a roll, and you start feeling good about yourself, where your game's going, where it's heading, your team might be on a hot streak, or whatever, and, uh, uh, you know, you just gotta stay positive, it's, I think a lot of it is, I had a good support system around me and my roommates were right there with me the entire time and uh, I don't know they kept me up in spirits and it's the little things too uh every day like if I go to the rink trying to do rehab you know this is just an example like maybe I couldn't like lift a five pound dumbbell you know yesterday but today I can like just those little achievements get you or keep moving you forward and keep you uplifted and uh you know want to keep getting better so you can get back to your team and help the guys out and you know because that's at the end of the day that's i know it's a business but it's also fun and all all the guys we all love it and you know you make memories that way but uh you know it's no fun never getting injured and being out and having to watch your team go through ups and downs and you want to be there with them going through ups and downs and hopefully more ups than downs so you saying that just brought it just made me think of something. I, I thought it was awesome that you got you came home and were able to rehab here. But would you rather be there? Like, where would you rather rehab? Is it does it help to have that camaraderie uh, still, or is it better to have mom, mom's home cooking? Uh, <laughs> you know what? I have I'm a little uh, mixed emotion there because uh, I have not been home for probably. I mean, at this time in the the year probably i don't know 10 years i haven't been home in middle of october in probably 10 years and so it's a little different like uh, i might be able to spend halloween here uh be like i know my family does a big family gathering every sunday and have a dinner and that's always great i haven't had a home-cooked meal and i don't know how long and you know my cooking skills aren't the greatest well, so, I, mean, I can see, uh, yeah. So I can see the benefits of both. And then speaking of home cooked meals, because it's funny we bring this up because uh, when I mentioned you were home and I mentioned I, I, we were talking about you know uh, when I was sick, Gary offered to cook me. So he you know he triggers a lot, and then he tra- yeah, he'll trigger some turkey, and then he'll make some uh, soup out of it. Oh, yeah, yeah. A few of the guys just bought some triggers, and we've just been <laughs> abusing it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. We cook we we'll just, we cook all of our meals at the firehouse almost on the trigger. In fact, we even did our we bought the little pizza rolls the other day, the Tony's pizza rolls oh, or whatever, yeah. and that uh, we triggered them. Forget about it. It was unreal. <laughs> why not? That's awesome. That's, so I'm just saying. Awesome. I'm just saying. While you're here, I think Gary, it was just some uh, some soup. Yeah, turkey soup. Turkey soup. Triggered tur- turkey soup. <laughs> sounds, good. sounds delicious. All right, we'll make sure. You, I'll make sure you get some. We'll hold. We'll hold Gary to that. I can do it. All right. I've all right. So technology. So. Uh, Timeline again. When do, you think you might be home for Halloween, and then hoping to be back in Ontario yeah, right I'm, after that? Yeah, I'm looking to be back like 
fifth, sixth of November. Okay. Great. So I got what? What is that? Like ten days? Yeah. Ten days. Yeah. A couple. Yeah. So it's nice. So I'll, I'll essentially I'll I'll have been home for a week and a half. So it's a it's a nice little quick week and a half, maybe two weeks. Okay. Uh, so I don't know. Like I said, there's some things to love that I'm home and some not. No, I to- uh, I, I totally get it, man. I, I it is it's a dichotomy, right? Like you want to <clears throat> you, <clears throat> you want to be home and you want to be getting that, but at the same time, it is nice to be around your teammates who are going through it. You you form that kind of a a warrior bond. As you're going through a whole season with somebody, and then it, it is nice to rehab that way with guys. So it is. I don't know, man. It's it's cool, but it, it's going to work, and it's a rare experience for you to get to, to be home during these times. So maybe that maybe that'll have some of that uh, home cooking magic. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. Because if not, I could be in California enjoying the 75 degree weather on the beach. <laughs> Yeah, there's that. <laughs> That's definitely that too. But, well, no, I, I joke about that, but I'm actually, you know, I was kind of getting sick of just one one season out there. Yeah, I, I missed yeah. the seasonal uh, change, and if, when I came back here, I was living in my own fantasy. Think when I was packing to come back here, I uh, <sighs> I packed all like shorts and t-shirts, <laughs> not thinking it was Utah weather. Thinking yeah. I'm, like going to like you know North. NorCal or something. Yeah, well, I'm, welcome I get, home. I'm strolling out of the airport and I'm like, "Holy moly, welcome home is right." Yeah, <laughs> I gotta buy a new jacket. Well, I gotta tell, you, I follow, you, I follow you. I've got your uh, Snapchat and Instagram still, and I you post all the time around the beach or whatever, and I'm like, "Oh man, that does yeah, look, awesome. look looks a lot nicer." <laughs> yeah, cool. can't, can't complain down there. No, no, you're every uh, day like like the winter is like. 60, maybe, yeah. 55, 60, the middle of winter. There's a, reason it, there's a reason it's so expensive to live there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no kidding. Well, listen, so Daniel, we're, we're, uh, we're bummed that you're home, but we appreciate the fact that you took the time to check in with us. Yeah. And like I said, I, we want to keep, we're, we're going to be following you weekly anyway and finding out what's going on, and hopefully I'll call you again in, in a few weeks and, uh, you can tell how you can tell us how awesome it's going back in the A and and how well Ontario is doing and how cool it is to be playing with all those uh, high draft picks. <laughs> yeah, and for sure. uh, and we're excited. We're we're behind you guys a hundred percent. You and Sam. We're going to check in with Sam too, and we'll be we'll be updating everybody on his stats and everything as well. And uh, again, I just can't thank you, do, Gary. Do you have anything else yeah. you want to add? No, I just wanted to say thanks for uh, joining us. Enjoy uh, Halloween, man. Let's go. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, enjoy Halloween, buddy. All right, thanks for coming. Thanks for checking in. Yeah, bye-bye. All right, that was the Utah Puck Report. Thank you so much for listening. The Utah Puck Report is a kslsports.com podcast. And uh, if you haven't subscribed yet, then you can. All you got to do is text the word puck to 57500. And you can also uh, catch us online, too, at kslsports.com and right there at the Arrow website, 1035thearrow.com. That's awesome. And uh, we want to thank Josh Tilton, our producer. He's the one that keeps us in line, keeps the things rolling. And he doesn't roll tape, as you would say. He does not. But uh, he does he does produce the show in all the digital ways. So once again, thank you so much for listening to the Utah Puck Report. Yeah.